Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you by ShortTrackExclusives.com. I'm your host, Thomas Vadis, alongside two other Short Track Guys in the studio, as always. Jim Pokrant, driver of the 07 CanQuitFishing.com Sportsman and 2021 Sportsman Champion. Here's Pride Flag Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. And Ted Baber. Ted Baber Video Productions, also locally here. And a lot of short tracks in the southeast, but here at Pensacola and Five Flag Speedway. What's up, guys? Good How evening. Doing? <laughs> What's just, up? <laughs> just a moment's the break there, just before yeah, we got it's, jumped it's all, all into good. it there. It's all good. Let's <laughs> yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got uh, the Knoxville Nationals coming up, the North-South 100, the Super Series uh, from CRA and the Southern Super Series at North Wilkesboro. We got the Cars Tour Pro Light Model Race and their Super Race up there. Uh, man, we got the Georgia Nationals coming up. The Oxford 250 in Maine coming up this weekend. There's okay. a lot to talk about, but Busy. we're going to back up this past weekend with that sportsman event out there with the Demolition Derby on Friday night, Jim. Yeah, not such a great night for the zero seven. It was it was kind of rough. We, I think we were we had a target on our back and we were a pinball. Started the day, went to load the car, up, had no brakes. Couldn't I had to find a master cylinder. Got it put on. Got brakes. Got to the racetrack. Practiced. Car was okay. Qualified seventh, but there was like a tenth and a half between first and eighth. There was eight of us or nine of us. So it was it was a pretty good field of cars. And uh, made an adjustment after qualifying, put a spring rubber in the right rear and put two rounds of bar in the car. It woke it up. It was flying. First lap, run down the corner. I was underneath a couple cars. One gets loose, hits me in the front. That's all cool. The guy behind me bumps me and around I go. I take a spin. Luckily, it was a complete restart. We restart the race. I'm in the top five and uh, battling with a car from Mobile. And uh, dive under him. I get a little loose, get into him a little bit, and the guy just beats the side of my race car so bad he cuts my right rear tire down. But just as being served, he cut his left front at the same time. I go for a little spin, and I feel bad for Maddox Langham. He had nothing to do with any of it and hit me in the left front. Damaged his car, damaged my car. I limped down pit road. Thank you to uh, Martin Beck and Terry for being there and helping us. Uh, we, none of my regular crew really showed up. Ted was there. He gave us a hand at the beginning, but you know, he's got to get up there and tape. So he wasn't down there during the race. Got the tire changed, came back out. The toe was knocked out on the car. It'd been a spindle. The thing was pushing like a dump truck. I finished seventh, drove it back on the trailer. Uh, we're doing some work on it, trying to make it better for the next race. Thank you to Ted. Thank you to Terry Martin. Special thanks to, uh, Escarosa tree service for coming on board and helping us out. Uh, can'tquitfishing.com, Emerald Coast Remodeling and Trim, and uh, Victor Herm at Premier Window Tending. He's going to help us with tires for this next race coming up on the 29th, or excuse me, the 27th. So we'll be ready to go. Um, I just think that we just had a rough night, and it stinks. It just, it really stinks, especially when people go online and talk bad about you when it was just a racing deal, and the one car that beat us up beat us up pretty good, and he's still talking. So it is what it is, and uh, we'll get back to it. Excuse me, the 26th is our next race. Ain't that right? Duh. Anyway, I, thank you for everybody for, for helping me. Thanks to everybody out there for listening to us and letting me ramble about my racing because it's really cool that I get to do this. <laughs> and uh, good luck to everybody. Congratulations to Daryl McDonald third for winning the feature in our class. His first five flags first win. Time, yep. So that's Very pretty first. cool for him to get it. Kevin Mitchell with another great finish. I just hate we weren't right there with him at the end, but you know, there's two more chances to win one. We just got to get it done. Well, that that brings up the second question. I was going to follow up with that. You know, being 52 points behind, we've talked about that 
episodes ago uh, about the season, how it was going to you know turn out, and what your your plans were for riding it out. Uh, if you didn't have a win to repeat your championship, but yeah, two races left. Uh, August 26th and September 10th, which is the night of champions number one. Um, and then you don't get back in until Thursday night, December 1st, uh, with the sportsman snowball derby version of snowball derby weekend. So the question would be going the last two races, knowing that the championship's out of your reach. What do you look for in the next two races? And then how do you separate that to going into December to try to maybe win the snowball derby? The next two races will be get ready for the snowball derby. That's basically what we're going to do. We're going to get the car faster. We're going to make some adjustments. We're going to get it right. And then we, we have the snowball derby preview. We'll buy a set of tires and we'll practice all day and we'll get it right. Cause I, I really, I mean, when you're a tenth and a half from first to seventh and we don't need that much, we just need a little bit. And I think we had it the other night because we were flying up through there. I mean, we got from seventh up into the top five before we got in that little t- melee on the front straightaway. And even with the car bent, it was still fast enough to keep up. So hey, we'll get it. I mean, it, I think my main goal is to get ready for the snowball derby. I think that's exactly what we're going to do. Right. And Ted, is there a video that you've been looking at and trying to comparing, you know, what has been happening in the, in the past? as opposed to what's happening in the future to kind of make those adjustments at what Jim's feeling in the car to make him better throughout maybe getting to that that Snowball Derby December 1st, Thursday night, to go get that win. Every little bit of information you can use from how people start, are they consistent where they start in the box? Are they? they <laughs> I watched a little bit of dragging back uh, on some of the starts the other night, and that's not right or correct, but it does happen. And sometimes it gets policed, sometimes it doesn't. I also saw some things in the uh, some of the restarts. Uh, I believe the rule is you cannot pass before the start-finish line. I'm not going to say who it was. I won't throw anybody into the bus, but the bus was coming. <laughs> no doubt about it. So there, there's some little things you can watch out for and try to, from outside the car, that can help you inside the car, no doubt. Right, well, so- we had we had Dan Spence as our our uh, race director, right. and he hasn't been up there in a while. So, yeah, it kind of it is what it is. But I, I think they can do a better job even with our Nicholas, our regular guy. I think there's there's some work to be done, and they agree to that. We right. we uh, My friend Ben talked to him, and they agree that there's some stuff to be done, so hopefully they'll get on it. Well, that's going to be August 26th, so you got some time there. And then September 10th, Night of Champions number one. Um, and that will round out the, the sportsman season anyway. But um, talk about those uh, those other classes that ran uh, Friday night with Logan Boyette sweeping the <laughs> oh, outlaw and the pro truck for the second time in, what, maybe six weeks? He had to work for it, but he definitely made it happen. That three truck that came from, uh, I forget where he came from. He, he Oh, he came from up northern Alabama. He'd never been here before and sat on a pole and led quite a few laps. So he did a great job. I'd like to see him come back and maybe give Logan a run for his money. And of course, Robert Loper dominating <laughs> the else? pure stock. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, Caleb Burkett runs second. But I mean, there's no touching that Robert Loper right now. He's so fast. He, I mean, he passed Caleb on the outside like he was tied to a pole. Yeah, Alan Carter is that guy's name in number three. Track. Alan Carter. Okay, yeah. yeah, I've heard of him before from Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro, <laughs> Tennessee. That's right, he's from Tennessee, yeah. and he he runs up there. I've heard of him before. I've seen articles on him. Yeah. He runs the he runs Nashville and stuff like that. Right. But I mean, he came there. For, this is the first time he's ever been here, and 
He, he had it going on. He had he had, it he, yeah, he, he couldn't quite get off the corner as good as Logan, but he was getting in the corner just as good as he was. So that was that was a pretty good race. We're going to do a little asphalt dirt, asphalt dirt kind of thing tonight, go back and forth. But I think Ted's got a big lineup of what happened this past weekend. And I, we didn't mention it last week, which we do apologize, because it's one of the biggest dirt races in the country, and that was the Knoxville Nationals. Not the Knoxville you're thinking of, though. <laughs> not, not in Tennessee. This is in Knoxville, Iowa. And it was a tremendous race. And uh, for the 11th time, <laughs> what a record that is. Donnie Schatz comes out on top. It's, it's a huge. It was a $175,000 win race. I was like, that is just some amazing money for those guys to, to rack up on, on regular occasions, too. It just amazes me how often it just continuously have these big money races. And the good guys come out, and of course, Donnie comes out on top. Not easily. I mean, he had to come from a little bit in the pack to get there. But after uh, he finished on top, then there was uh, David Gravel, Logan Schuert, Tyler Courtney, who we've talked about quite a bit. Yep. And uh, Jacob Ellum round up top five. Believe it or not, they all outran Kyle Larson, which is kind of unusual. For, that is for, weird. For him to not actually win. And then the wild child, Sheldon Hoddenschild. He was eighth, uh, got Brad Sweet in ninth, and I believe we've talked about Darren Pittman and Buddy Kofoid, both 10th and 11th. Rico Abreu, 13th, uh, then some other names we've uh, talked about, James McFadden. I have to throw that name in there because of where he's from. Warnambool, Victoria, Australia, for crying out loud. Nice. <laughs> throw yeah. a little bit. Of, That's nice. <laughs> a little bit of international business. Welcome there, there mate. It carts out. <laughs> Got well, you know, the, the world of outlaws used to, some of their guys used to flat Australian race. They used yeah. to do a deal back and forth where the, one of the Aussies would come here and run, and then they would send one of our guys down there to run on their tracks because they run sprint cars down there too. That's pretty neat. Yeah. But I think this 11th win with Donnie Schatz ties or either beats Steve Kinzer. That is there something. Was, <laughs> there was a picture. It was mad props because Steve Kinzer went over and congratulated him. Steve Kinzer was there and actually gave him congratulations because Steve Kinzer is the king of uh, uh Yeah, the king cars. for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Remember, remember when he ran uh, Quaker State? He ran for Kenny Bernstein. Kenny Bernstein owned his car yeah. for a while. Yeah. He was the king of uh, sprint cars. But, I mean, I, I'm, I've always been a Sammy, slamming Sammy Swindell fan, so – you know, they, those two guys battled it out. I remember when they used to have it on TNN, right? The National Network. You could actually watch the sprint car races on TV. You didn't have to go live stream or another. It was on regular <laughs> cable, and you could watch them race, and it was great racing. Well, it's um, we got to bring up the uh, how about that North Wilkesboro uh, racetrack revival that we mentioned last week that was coming up. We had that big uh, thirty-one car super late model entry list, right? With maybe some of our people that uh, we kind of cheer for and we're fans of, you know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. the Bubba Pollard and Augie Grill yep, and, yep, yep. you know, and yep. um, man, I'm telling you what, 31 late models up there. Uh, they had the time of their life because it was a ritual. It was a revival, right? Mm-hmm. obviously. And um, none other than a Donnie Wilson car out of that stable ends up winning again in Sammy Smith. <laughs> yeah. It's not unusual for that to happen. We've had, we've, documented this on a regular occasion they're going to be right there at the end well sammy smith also won the truck race this past weekend so i mean he's on a little <laughs> wow. bit of a roll himself you know good god yeah. and you know good to see bubba run up there but you know the cream always rises to the top the same late model guys yeah. here lately with the southern super series it's the same bunch right there right there right there so it's a great series and uh put on a good show at an old historic racetrack downhill down the front stretch uphill down the back stretch so <laughs> I would love to race there. I, I hope when they repave it that uh, maybe there's a chance for, 
you know, them to have some street stock races right. next year and, and maybe drag the zero seven up there and run some races. I, I would just love to just to get around a historic racetrack. It would yes. be super cool. <laughs> Yeah, another Donnie Wilson win with Sammy Smith and uh, Hunter Robbins, Ronnie Sanders stable, uh, you know, with Bubba Pollard finishing third. You know, we're big fans of Bubba Pollard, Tyler Tanner, Michael Hine rounding out the top five. And there's uh, a couple of notables here with ninth and tenth, and we might know a little bit more about them with Jared Irvin and Ricky Anderson. Yeah. Those cats kind of remind (laughs) us of anybody. I've heard of them. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, and Augie Grill finishing 13th. You know, I know that's not probably one of his – uh, favorite spots, but Stephen Nassie back in 15th, Casey Roderick and Jake Finch running on 19th and 20th, respectively. Yikes. So that, I mean, you could tell 20th and those, you're still rounding off those names. That, mm, that's a yeah. big time race. Yes. <laughs> Very big time. Been a, been a great show. Some of those guys had run up front, but some of those guys had never even seen that place. Bubba's actually was the only driver in the field that has actually raced there before. Well, it helps. A little yeah, bit of experience is better than none. Yeah. yeah. So when they go to they go into Cordial, you know, Bubba's got a 10-point lead right now That's in the tight. Southern Super Series. <laughs> That's tight, tight. 10 points on Stephen Nassie in the Blizzard Series of Five Flags. So Bubba's got to step it up. Right. Because Hunter Robbins and them has been stepping it up in that Ronnie Sanders number 18. It's time for Bubba to step it up. He, I just read an article where he was talking about, you know, they're going to do some testing, but they're going to Oxford. They're going to go to that, the Mobile race, that, that SRL 125 in Mobile, presented right. by Davidson Electric. That's going to be a hell of a race. So it's, I'll be there watching that one September the 2nd to be the weekend after the this next Five Flags race. Yeah, so you have time to go over there and uh, maybe get uh, a little bit of information and some reports back when Apply it to our Short Track Guys podcast. I will be there, brother. Right. Well, we're going to go to the North-South 100 at Florence Speedway, which is in Union, Kentucky. It's a half-mile clay oval. Uh, We've mentioned a lot of these big names. Johnson Davenport, uh, Brandon Overton, Mr. Big Sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Dale McDowell, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Mike Marler uh, that round out the top five. Jonathan Davenport walks away with $75,000 on a dirt track. Mm, like and you know, the first of the year we were talking about, we're going to, we're going to mention more dirt right. than, than we had in the past in our first season. And I think we've done that and we're hitting all the big races that we can. Uh, but you know, $75,000 to win on a dirt late model race. That's amazing. (laughs) Why can't some of that purse be put into that Southern Super Series? I don't know. (laughs) I wish it could bring some attract some of the money here. Well, the the my opinion, one of the big problems you have in dirt racing is there's no cup affiliation. Right. Okay, the the dirt racers are out there racing, they're doing their own thing. These tracks can come up with the money. When you have super late model racing and you got teams like Wilson Motorsports, no offense to Donnie, I love him to death. He's a great guy, great team. But they got cup money. Right. He's got tons of money, and there's no reason for them to pay a purse. The dirt races are also getting more televised, and more television brings in the money. Absolutely. So, you know, if Tim wants to do that or anybody wants to do that with their late model series, you've got to get television involved. Right. You know, you got to get you got to get TV money in there because once TV money hits there, it'll help. But you can't have like five teams in super late model racing that are dominating everybody else and then guys that used to be able to could afford to build a car and buy a trailer and come race it's no fun anymore it's 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 killing it the money's killing it i can't get my 
my good friend Ben to understand that. If you bring money into smaller classes, I know you can't beat money. I mean, you can't get money out, but you can regulate it. Yeah. If you if you go in there and you do all this crap and you spend all this money to run for $300, everybody else that wants to come run for $300 is going to stay home and your class shrinks and it shuts down. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it does. I, I don't mean to get on my soapbox here, but as a, as a racer who's had to race on a budget for his entire racing career, sometimes going without just to get on the racetrack, Thomas, you know, and you're thankful for your sponsors. You're thankful the people that help you. You're thankful for everybody just to be out there on the racetrack. Now I can drive well enough to win when the car's right and the car's not right. It's hard to do, but it's a shame when people want to spend $20,000 to win 500 bucks. Right. <laughs> It, and it does. doesn't make any damn sense. Right. And, and the people that are doing this are the ones that are ruining the sport, and you can't get them to understand that. You you could you could do better, but you're going to have to get TV money involved. I mean, like the world of outlaws and all these guys, there are, there's TV money. I know some of Five Flags races are televised, but you've got to get it all on TV right. or, or streaming somewhere with somebody. Well, I always, I always uh, was a big fan of paying deeper into the field. Right. You know, um, and I can, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to play pity me kind of thing, but from experience going out, knowing what I had to, what I had to take out of my pocket to get, just to have the thrill, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was learning. And I'm, I'm talking about when I first got started, but to go out and, and to not understand what was going on and not have anything in return. It was kind of discouraging, and I thought, well, why, why can't there be a major sponsor to put up this kind of money uh, to pay deeper into the field so that me, as an example, can go home and make improvements to my car from the money I took back with me? Right. Yeah. And it never happened, and every time I go out and spend, let's say, $300, and I'm walking away with a $35 check just to participate, that's <laughs> a slap in the face. Really, it is. I mean, it's no motivation into that to go get it better because I, I'm. What do I got to? I just keep digging into the hole. <laughs> well, and Buddy Miller, the the famous engine builder, our local Buddy Miller, he told me he said, if you want to make a million dollars in racing, you start with ten. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. I totally agree with you. And trust me, I know I'm a budget racer. I don't I don't have the money like some of these guys do, or or have somebody that sits down and builds me a really nice car to put me in and paints it and makes it all pretty and and puts every cheated up part you can think of in it and that's the other thing uh we need tech officials that are willing to check shit pardon my language but I, i'm getting tired of going to the racetrack knowing that the cars that are beating me are not legal right that have illegal stuff now I, every race that i've won i can hold my head up and say i won legally and i have people tell me oh it's not cheating unless they catch you it's still cheating. And, it is cheating. and if you know you're cheating, you don't come at me and tell me you're, oh, praise God, I, I'm a big Jesus, this, that, and the other. But yet you turn around and you cheat. Yeah. And you know you're cheating. So don't <laughs> tell me how good you are as a person when you know you're illegal and you still show up and you run illegal and you win. And to me, if I had to win illegally, I don't want the trophy because every trophy I've ever won, I've won legal 100% straight up. I'd never failed tech except one time for a third place finish, and that was a bs deal but it happened all my years of racing all my wins and my championship i did not get thrown out and and there's cars out there that we know are illegal they're moving parts they're not supposed to something needs to be done yeah it's it's going to continue to happen i mean it's just the way it is i mean you we've we've gone through uh before we went on we've watched videos and we can hear the stories from other podcasts and other vlogcasts right. uh, about the way they used to beat the system. Yeah, there are rules now, 
and you can't, but there's always a gray area, and we've been through that locally, and it's going to continue to, well, to go on. It can be taken care of if you have a tech man that cares, that actually wants to do his job. That's one thing I used to, I used to work with a dude named Kevin Bourne at Flomaton, and Kevin always looked for something, and he didn't cut you any slack. It didn't matter who you were. I've seen cars go, well, you know, it's an eighth of an inch. Nah, you know, we'll let it slide. But he never did that. And that's the way you need to be. You need a tech man that will will do. And and I'm going to say this, and, and I've said it before. The promoter or anybody else needs to stay out of the tech area. Not throwing anybody under the bus. Just saying. Let your tech man do his job. Tech man throws him out. Don't let the driver come up to you. What did my tech man say? I had this or that and the other. Well, just to use your example, if you get away with an eighth of an inch, you're going to try for a quarter. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. get away with a quarter, you're going to try for a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's... Rules it's, creep. It how far happens. can you go? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Until you get busted. And yeah. they, they got to look. And they yeah. did look this past round. I'll give them that. At least they jacked the cars up and crawled under and did something. Right. But there's a lot of illegal parts on these cars that they're just not looking for. And they know they're there. Yeah. But it's sad when my car is legal and I know my car is, is to the rules, and yet I can run with them. How bad How bad do you think traction control is? In late mm-hmm. models, yeah. it's around. It's yeah. around in the dirt, too. There's there's several guys I know right now that run street stock on dirt in the, in the like the, uh, the Neesmith-type street stocks. Right. They're running traction. You can hear it. When you, you come off the corner and you can stick it to the floor and the motor goes, blah, 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 it takes off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not a miss. It's traction control. Just nobody <laughs> wants to look for it. I mean, Ricky does. He'll tear the car apart if he has to. He'll cut the bars out of that thing if that's what we've got to do. But, I mean, we need a tech man like Ricky Brooks. We need somebody willing to crawl into the cars and look. And, like I said, promoter, all of promoters, stay out of the tech area. That's not your expertise. I'm just not throwing anybody under the bus. I'm just clearly stating that promoters have no business in the tech area. And they don't. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to cause any controversy or any trouble. But most 99% of the people agree with me. The promoter promotes. Tech man does his job. Tech man does his job. You know what? Your fields will grow because people aren't going to see a $25,000 pure stock winning all the races. They're going to see you doing your job and they're going to say, well, I'm going to build me a car and come race because now I can afford it because you're doing something about this high dollar car. Right. I think that promoter um, uh, tech director uh, difference is going to be one of our big topics here. I think we've had that plan for the next episode or so. We're going to get really more in detail on how that really works as far as the local tracks and Friday and Saturday night shows. I want to, I want to go to the cars tour. The Purrier tank lines 125, actually they're 225. They had a pro late model race and a super late model race at a speedway. Uh, it's a four tenth mile like we're used to in op in Kinston, Alabama. Uh, a speedway. It's a four tenth mile. Uh, Johnson Schaefer. Uh, and Chad McCombie finishes second. Uh, and I don't know if you guys know Chad McCombie played uh, Dale Jr. in the movie Three. Yes, um, he did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Caden Honeycutt, Carson Quapple, Bobby McCarty, they rounded out the top five. Connor Hall, which we mentioned before, and when yes. uh, Swalich finished 21st, and Deke McCaskill. Uh, his daughter's his daughter's coming up on the on the racing scene, so watch out for her. I think I believe her name's Amber. I have to rename William Swalich. I have a nickname for him now. I'm going to call him the Minnesota Missile. The Minnesota Missile. Not a bad deal. <laughs> Minnesota Missile. Yes. He did win the Pro Late Model race yes. there in that uh, Setzer group again. That's his fourth, I think, with that group. Um, he also subs in there with that Donnie Wilson group in the 20s. Yes, he does. <laughs> 22, 24, whatever they've got going on. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, and he's only 15 years old, too. Yes. So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, they're all young. 
Oh yeah, that's they, that's that's one of the things that's kind of hurt in the sport, as far as I'm concerned. Is you, when I was growing up, you had older guys that were heroes you could look up to, like Dale Earnhardt and Daryl Waltrip and Davey Allison. These are all kids now, and as an adult, you're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, and you can't look up to them anyway because they're about this tall. Yeah, <laughs> this most tall. of them. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I tell you what, man, it's it's just get they're getting younger and younger. They sell they're having a cup card six years old. <laughs> He's just out of the womb, and we're going to put him in a go kart. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's when I kind of turned my head down. Just don't, you know, if you get a bunch of eight year olds out there running late models, I'm I'm done. I'm just going to go play like well, lacrosse they're getting closer. Or we got an eleven year old winning modified races. So, yeah, yeah, the mini meteor. Yeah, yeah the mini. Well, I mean, when they're when they're mostly that age, and it it will be it may be fifty years from now, but there may be a late model class that that you know eight year olds get on national TV and run, and I. Yeah, I don't. I won't that. be watching. Yeah, that. that that won't be. No, we won't be publishing that. No. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, the Georgia Summer Nationals coming up this weekend. Uh, the Oxford Two Fifty, uh, close to seventy entries. Like yes. Ted has gone over. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a huge deal. A lot of money on the line with those late models going up there. I know our buddy Bubba Pollard going up there and trying to win it again. Uh, yeah, no, he's got here. he's got one on his uh, on his uh, shoulder, but um, he's going to try to win it again. Um, Even a whole bunch of other folks. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll look forward to uh, next Wednesday getting ready for the uh, results from in, Cordial. In, uh, Cordial, uh, yeah, with the Georgia Summer Nationals. And then, hey, we'll uh, short track update you guys next week. I'd yeah. love to go run Cordial. That's another racetrack that's on my list of places I'd like to take the old 07 and try to make some laps. If I had the money, I would. Just I keep trying to talk it. big money Ben Cranford <laughs> into you know financing the trip up there. Let's go try it. but. You know, hey, he's got squeeze harder. That's hey, all. Big money grip. Yeah, big money it. grip. Big money grip. <laughs> big money motorsport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, he, I, man, I think the world of that guy. I do. I appreciate yeah. him. Without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I'm working out of his shop and I get to use his electricity and his <laughs> lift and, you know, get to fix my car and make his better. So, right. I mean, we're having fun. We get, we get, we get jinky one another and yell at one another every once in a while. Throw and, things and yeah, throw stuff, things, yeah. but you know, because he's hard headed. I'm hard headed too, and it's like we start banging heads together, and it, it don't. It's like two billy goats that just don't do a damn bit of good. It just you just end up with a, with a headache. WWE so. SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations to all the winners this past weekend, and uh, absolutely, you guys get the zero seven ready and uh, get it put back together and get it uh, maybe a win or two and and finish off with a bang and. Uh, We'll talk to you guys. Momentum going for the Derby. (laughs) Yeah, it's let's send in the shop naked. Half the body's gone off of it. It, I I knocked the front bumper like straight down. It was like (laughs) pointing at the ground. I'm like, hmm, (laughs) that's not where it's supposed to be. No, I got to go get some pipe, and we're gonna make a better, bigger, badass bumper (laughs) so I can use it if I have to. I don't like using it, but I will use the proverbial chrome (laughs) horn when the situation comes. (laughs) When it warrants. Yeah, but it warrants. But I mean, no people use it on you. You got to kind of use it on them. They say, yeah. you do me, I do you. It's just one of them things, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just racing. It's yeah, just racing. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and we're in a class where you have to go. Yes. I mean, the green flag drops. You you can't just ride and ride behind somebody. I've won races where I've come from, you know, a few a few places back and passed a few mm-hmm. cars and ran the leader down. But it's rare in that class because clean air, even in those cars, is everything. Once you're yep. out front... And you can get a little bit of a lead. All you got to do is maintain. Right. You just you just hit your marks and you'll just be smooth. Don't yep. use it up and you'll be there at the end. Yep. All right. So it's fun. Still love it. Well, guys, it's always a pleasure. Once again, uh, Wednesday night, we get together and talk short track racing. 
bring out some big names and uh our listeners are are certainly interested in uh what's coming up in the future we got some interesting and really exciting lineups coming up here in the next month maybe we're still working on it we're getting back Mm -hmm. with some of our sources uh so stay tuned for that um but hey until next week i think there's only what our 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 signature sign off has become now one other thing before we do that nope make sure we you give us a five-star review and and look us up online, uh, jbp07hotmail.com. Send me an email. Let's try to make – we want to make this better for y'all. Yes. Because we appreciate you guys listening. And I know a lot of people come up to me, hey, we listen to your podcast. really love it. Give us a five-star review. Help us move up. And uh, if you can do anything on Patreon or help us out, we really would appreciate it because any little thing helps us keep on the air. And we're hoping the next few months, maybe, maybe YouTube, maybe do a little something where you can actually see our ugly faces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we got radio yeah. faces, but we'll, we'll, we'll get on YouTube if oh, it's going to happen. So uh, anytime you guys are ready, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're working on it. Trust yeah. me. We're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. So ready? One, two, three. Let's, Let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.